hello and welcome to the Culture File Weekly with me, Luke Clancy, and a prime selection of this week's audio detours. This time, composer Elishni Rian meets up with a contrabass flute in search of some deep inspiration. We head back into Studio One in Donnybrook for this week's live meet-up with Michael Dawson and the voices under his baton. And John Francis Flynn is here to thwart any expectations the world has about a trad musician. But first, in the cooler is Eilish Nirian. Nirian has had hearing loss from childhood and later developed a unique process to begin work as a composer. Her debut collection, The Last Time I Died, involved the composer collaborating with, among others, deaf percussionist Evelyn Glennie and her collection of instruments. Recently, Nirian began working with the flautist and crash ensemble alum Lena Andonovska, who'd just taken possession of a brand new instrument, a contrabass flute. Culturefile went along with Nirin in Dublin on a visit from her north of England base to the cooler in Dublin to meet Andonovska and the instrument that stands head and shoulders above composer and soloist. The first step in exploring another new world of sonic possibility. We're going to meet with Lena Andonovska, who is a flautist. Uh, she's an outstanding flautist who plays a number of different flute-related instruments. And today she's going to introduce me to a relatively new instrument that she owns and has been working with, which is the contrabass flute. I've never seen one in person and I know very, very little music written for it. In fact, I think there is very little music written for it. So you and I will both be having a brand new experience today. Um, I'm hoping that, uh, I'm curious mostly to see, to hear what it can do and whether, and how much of it I can hear, frankly. Uh, it's a contrabass flute, so I'm hoping that I will be in a good place to um, pick up on a good deal of the sound it emits, but we, we'll see what comes of it. When I was a child, I had a condition called encephalitis, an, an illness called encephalitis, and that is uh, involves the swelling of the brain, and that is when I began to my hearing was affected by that and I began to uh, lose my hearing um, as time went on so the, the initial damage was done at that point um, it wasn't picked up um, uh, unusually I think uh, because I, I had a, quite a feral childhood I moved home th uh, 13 times in the first ter 13 years of my life and um, and school and schools were uh, not a constant for me. I sort of went and I was absent a lot. Um, and the, the upbringing and the home life was very difficult, very challenging. And I think, frankly, there was too much else going on for people to fully pick up on what was happening with me and my, my deafness. Uh, time moved on and uh, decided um, that music was where I felt most comfortable. And it's like anything else, when you don't 
lose something, you don't have a sense of loss. If you don't have it, you don't miss it. And that is often the case around sensory, sensory difference, sensory loss, impairment, however you want to describe it. Would you ever need to play down here? Is there anything you would do down here? Um, How do you operate those? With my little finger. <laughs> it's probably the least powerful. Actually, that's five notes. When I'm walking through a city uh, or a town, I would normally wear I would normally wear earplugs um, because I find sound the sound that I do hear very often overwhelming, and I want to protect my hearing as much as possible. And I think, although I'm not best placed to judge, I do think the world around us is possibly too loud for more than just me. And generally, we we don't quite know what damage we are doing. I can't afford to take any risks. And is it possible to play them more loudly or is it the always in that? Uh, but also it helps me keep my thoughts in my mind. Yeah. Uh, if my ears are open, they might come out. So for the markers, these main markers of material, I would transpose into a place that I can hear and then shape them. Absolutely, I do need to be able to work with material that I can hear in order to shape the any of the music that I write. But where it goes from there, then it's put in its rightful place. And there um, is some hope and some certainty that what I've done is as much as I can do with it and I've reached the place I want to. And then the next part of composing begins, which is when you work with musicians. I, I, I don't believe a composer um, ever really finishes a piece. It, it, it is always um, enlivened and embodied by a human being. Um, bringing their experience and their own storytelling to it. But how do you how do you experience that low, like the lowest note? Let me play it to you one more time. Well, this is within my range, so I can imagine I'm having uh, a good experience of that. I have tinnitus, and so my ears are are busy, <laughs> very busy. But I'm picking, I'm I'm picking that up for sure. It's almost like you can start with words and when words break down or when the sound and gesture of words dissipates to such a place that we're beyond it, then we're into we're into the we're into the unconscious. We're into the unspeakable. For me that's what where music slots in, that's what its role is. Because there are some experiences beyond our communicatable grasp and we're into that territory which is beyond words uh, but which is so essential it's essential for our living from day to day it's very often you, you come across this for me at least with visual art or a certain filmmaker or someone working with image you think yes I'm, I'm arrested and that has soothed my soul that has fired me up that has challenged me they're just they're tipping points, I think, from the conscious into the realm of, of other. And, and I think both need to be stoked and 
challenged and consoled in equal measure in order to live a life. Elish Nirian there, and you heard also from Lena Andonovska with her contrabass flute, and we'll keep you posted on the future fruits of that meeting. Meanwhile, Lena Andonovska and her contrabass flute will be performing the world premiere of Lucia Kilger's Nornimity at Project Art Centre Dublin on Wednesday 13th of December. Next, we head back into Studio One, where we're just trying to get seen over the heads of Maynooth University Chamber Choir, who've trooped in to take their place alongside the RTE Concert Orchestra, and somewhere over there, over all the heads, is Lorcan Murray. Hello, Lorcan. Oh, now I can hear you. I couldn't hear you. You, You've just met the Maynooth University Chamber Choir, who've uh, kind of amassed around us there. Um, We're going to look up on this winter's evening with the help of the Latvian choral composer Eric Eschenwald's Into the Winter Sky. And the Aurora Borealis is, uh, shows up several times in his work and the composer's work, most recently in the piece that we're going to hear tonight, which is called Rivers of Light. Tell us about Rivers of Light. We're going to talk to the choir master responsible for this crowd surrounding us here, and that is Michael Dawson, who's been working on this piece, uh, Rivers of Light, with the Maynooth University Chamber Choir this winter. You may be familiar with Michael Michael's voice without knowing it if you or your loved ones plays World of Warcraft as he was in a former life part of the ensemble Anuna who appear on the game's soundtrack as well as being a globe-trotting touring ensemble. He's also CEO of the Irish Institute of Music and Song and the Lark Concert Hall but all of that is for another day. You're with us this winter evening Michael. Hello Michael as director of the Maynooth University Chamber Choir, who, as I said, have a mast around us and cut us off from Lorcan in the orchestra, <laughs> where we might otherwise be able to see, but uh, they're going to sing for us in a little bit. You've been putting together a program for, uh, specifically for a winter's night, a winter program, uh, uh, which is where River of Light fits in. What's at the heart of putting together a choral program of winter music? What is uh, specific sonically about winter music? We all have different feelings we associate with winter, and I guess warmth is one of them. And we were talking about it just before we came here into the studio. Winter is a time when people, often animals, go to rest. Humans sometimes slow down. Um, we sit by the fire, we tell stories. And this song is a song about storytelling. It looks at all the different cultures in the northern part of Europe and the ideas they had around the northern lights. The composer takes the text and it talks about dragons shooting across the sky because some cultures indeed thought it was dragons. Some cultures thought it was the heavens opening up and some cultures thought it was Thor's hammer coming down and hitting the sky, creating this beautiful image as we know as the Aurora Borealis. And, and, and uh, Eschenwald is part of this amazing kind of tradition of, of uh, choral music in the Baltic states. Yeah, it's Eschenwald's, and we're going to do another piece later on as well by another person, which I'll, I'll, I'll let you introduce later. <laughs> um, but it, one of the great things about it is in the northern parts of Europe, we have a lot of folk traditions. And quite in the last 20th century, composers have been taking folk traditions, much like they did in the Romantic era as well, and bringing them into choral music. And what makes choral music special is that you have the human voice, and human voice can create all types of sounds. We just heard Sharon Carty there singing beautiful, a beautiful piece. Yeah, it kind of marked everyone's car. 
God said. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're going we're gonna to explore a lot of different sounds um, in the piece we're going to perform. And one of the interesting things about it, as you say, it kind of, it tries to um, incorporate the traditional music of that era, include of that area, including kind of uh, the sounds of Sami music is, is a big part of what we're going to hear. Yeah, and of course, you need to create different sounds with your voice when you're doing that. We did another piece at our concert last, last Saturday called Sudioik, and that was based on Lapland music. And the choir had to change their voices into this kind of sound, <laughs> even though, ironically, that does sound like me putting an American accent on, uh, or a Limerick accent, but they had to really use the kind of more nasal parts of their voice to generate the sound. And indeed, in this, at parts of it, the Sami singer will, will do bits of that. I mean, and, and, the, and uh, the language is sort of outside the, the usual kind of performing languages. It, it is, it is. So we're going to hear a little bit about, a, a bit about that. There's a traditional melody in that which kind of opens the piece and, and kind of sets the mood. Tell us about what, what we're going to hear there. So a lot of cultures will use pentatonic scales, a lot of folk traditions as far over in Asia and in, in Latin America. And this opens with a simple little pentatonic ostinato um, that the singer sings. You've got the Sami singer with... Um, what's called the, the juice harp. It's, there's several names for it, and they will, they will combine together. And then you've got the baritone, which also sings in the Sami language, while the choir sings in English. So I, I think the best thing to explain that is to listen to it. So if you, you're going to uh, wander over there in front of your men and women and uh, take control of this. So we're going to hear now Rivers of Light, which is by Eschenbachs. Rise up, Mr. 
To the choir, just quickly introduce us to the choir. Who are these men and women? So every year, the Munich University Chamber Choir re-auditions. So this is a new choir. They've been together six weeks, uh, and it's made up of students across the entire campus. There's some music students, there's computational thinking students, law students, 
Uh, and a few singers. And a few singers as well. Yeah, They're for... absolutely sounding absolutely fantastic. Thank you for bringing them along and having them so perfectly trained. They were absolutely beautiful. Uh, Lorcan, and that's where uh, we leave the choir and everyone else in Studio One and head off instead for a backstage cider with John Francis Flynn. The Skipper's Alley Balladeer has a new album, Look Over the Wall, See the Sky, that builds on his cosmic trad debut, I Would Not Live Always, with all manner of even gnarlier sensibilities and sonics. It's not quite a moment, but for the man the Financial Times recently anointed as the leader of the Irish folk renaissance, it's definitely something. Culture File asked John Francis Flynn about trading his acoustic guitar for something stronger as he cracked a can after finishing his storming, not-so-folky set at this year's End of the Road Festival. That's a much-deserved drink. It is indeed. I'm, uh, yeah. Just off stage. Yeah, parched. <laughs> Stepping into a hole here. Like it's, it's constantly evolving. Um, I, I, I don't. Pl I play electric guitar now. I, don't, I used to play acoustic. Um, I, d I didn't recognise you when you stood up there with the was a f uh, Fender, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very funny. It was just like I, I guess not, it's people are used to seeing me with a, an acoustic guitar. But uh, it's it's yeah, just it's been fun exploring different ways of playing the songs and then like with the new stuff we're just trying to expand further and seeing where we can take it does holding the electric guitar make you kind of make the music different does it make you kind of perform slightly differently i mean you know obviously it changes the timbre of the sounds yeah. and all that but like what does it do kind of uh, psychically first of all it's much easier to play i find I find it's a very easy instrument to play like you don't really need to dig into how to get the volume you need um and then it's just like it's a completely new sound for me as well. So I've never played like I don't even own that guitar. I'm still in, on the hunt to buy a guitar, buy electric guitar, and uh, uh, so it is quite an inspirational journey for me because it's so new, and like it's it's very fun playing the electric guitar when it's like this. You know, when it's this new, it's just it's funny. Like a lot of people, like all my mates who play guitar, like would have been playing electric guitar since they were kids. You know, and I. I'm 33, and the first time I played electric car was this year. Like, uh, but it's it is so much fun, and that's quite inspirational for for the music I'm playing. We went out there by Castle Knock, says she to me. She'll be caught on the lock. Then I knew she was one of the rare old stock from outside the zoological garden. Hot thunder and lightning is no luck when Dublin City is in the dark. So you've any money, come out to the park and you the zoological gardens. Your late 
developer in general because you, you were on other instruments before you started singing as well. Yeah, yeah, it's playing like tin whistle, flute. Um, I did like kind of dad gad style guitars. I always tuned, like just for backing trad tunes. Uh, but I, I was always just playing instrumental Irish music. And then when I was like 19, 20, started singing songs. And yeah, I just, I've just been singing ever since. And yeah, it's kind of strange that I'm like a singer. As in, that's my job. <laughs> it's kind of weird because I would have, like, when, when I was 20, or even, like, you know, when I was, certainly when I was a young fellow, I wouldn't have ever thought, like, oh, I'll be a singer or whatever. You know, it's very strange, but it's, 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 it's cool. After what I just saw out there, I mean, you're a singer in a rock and roll band now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this, the, uh, the music is going in, uh, in that direction, kind of. Uh, it's a mix, it's still a mix. The next album is kind of a big, like it's it's a journey. There's like a lot of those kind of maybe rock elements. There's, uh, you know, certainly like experimental noise kind of stuff going on. There's more chilled out kind of clarinet, horn arrangements kind of, yeah, it's expanding for sure. I think the last time we spoke, there was a big interest in what might happen with electronic music and generally processing of things. Feels like you're not, so, you're turning away from that a little bit maybe. Yeah, I mean, the first album was definitely more electronic-based, like, with, like, uh, I don't know, yeah, we were using the Tascam a lot more, we were, yeah, we kind of did, and now it's kind of maybe c coming back into maybe stuff that's more influenced by folk, rock, or, like, contemporary, classical, uh, and which, you know, we're using electric guitars, but the kind of synth kind of element might be gone, we're, we're still using, we're using a lot of, like, guitar, like acoustic instruments through pedals which has been really interesting like so like there has been that kind of electronic processing like you know is it something to do with i was wondering you know that you're you're playing much more now and developing things that you're actually making a sound that works in festivals you know you it's 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 made for performance yeah uh, it's, I, you could be right there because uh, we have been playing a lot of uh we last summer in particular we were playing loads of festivals this summer we played a few and it's very like last last time we were at end of the road was like it was a real kind of where can we push this gig and we pushed it <laughs> we pushed it free in the one gig but i do but that is in the back of my head like how do we perform these not necessarily just at festivals but like to bigger crowds and uh it's not necessarily it doesn't like it's not like oh i have to I have it has to sound like the music must sound like this so that i can play the big crowds but I guess like there is that element in there subconsciously maybe. Sometimes I'd wondered what happened to time when it passed. Then one day I found out that time lands in prison. As you say, you like you played here last year and you did a, a fair bit of stuff af after the pandemic. 
And I wondered, like, at that stage, people were always talking about, you know, kind of a wave of Irish acts from Rivoli and uh, all that kind of thing. That that was, a, that was a particular moment, and it felt like maybe there's a lot of open doors. We're a little bit further on now. Nobody's surprised that this sort of yeah. innovative uh, folk-orientated music has been made. Mm. So, like, I, I wonder how it feels now as, as, as to how that can progress. Um, yeah, I guess if, the way I see it is that it's just the doors were opened a few years back uh, for me and some of my friends who are doing it as well. Uh, and it was it was a very exciting, interesting time. And now we're here and there's less pressure, I guess. We ju I just feel like I can I can go in. I feel like I'd like to, I can go in whatever direction I want to go in. And there's less kind of, oh, you're the trad you're the trad act or whatever you know um i don't know what it'll be in a few years time but I've, like as i say it's, it's, it's expanding and developing and uh we'll see where it goes but i don't feel the pressure anymore like i mean i, th I thought at one stage it was going to you'd end up like craft work but i mean it never yeah, went that yeah. far <laughs> no no we're not quite like craft work but you never know who knows maybe we'll go that way John Francis Flynn there contemplating a post-folk future. His latest album, the one with the glass of creme de menthe on the cover, is called Look Over the Walls, See the Sky. And for the live bit, he's at Vicar Street Dublin on December 2nd, Roisin Dove Galway on December 8th, and Dolan's Warehouse in Limerick City on December 14th. And that brings to a close this edition of the Culture File Weekly. We'll be back with more biblical heckling next Saturday tea time. Till then, bye now.